Hey everybody, it's Howie Spangler from Tales from the Green Room Podcast. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to say how grateful I am that you're tuning in and listening um, all this time. It's It's been, I'm kind of mind blown. It's been like an amazing sort of experience. Uh, I have a lot of fun doing it. I've been on the road recently and uh, people have come up to me at the merch table saying how much they enjoy listening to the show. And um, yeah, it's just been incredible to uh, to get that feedback. The, the reception has been been really great. If you would like to officially support the podcast, you can do that now. Um, there's three price tiers, 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month, or 9.99 a month. Um, you can cancel any time, uh, but every little bit helps. I just want to keep being able to make these more often and uh, keep serving up the quality content. And if you're enjoying the show and you, maybe you're learning something or uh, maybe it's entertaining for you or maybe you just like the sound of my voice, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I would love to have you as an official supporter of the Tales from the Green Room podcast. All you have to do is go to the profile. You can go to talesfromthegreenroom.com and just hit support this podcast and select whatever price tier you'd want. Again, you can cancel anytime you want. No pressure at all. Everybody's got to eat. I totally understand that. In any case, I am just happy to have you here in the first place. Thank you so much. Hello, beautiful people. What's going on? It's Howie Spangler. It's Tales from the Green Room podcast, episode number 21. Holy shit. The podcast can drink now. Old enough to drink. Isn't that amazing? Episode 21. That's insane. I didn't think I'd make it this far. I kind of did, but it's still pretty cool, you know? Um, So uh, before we get started here, um, I want to give a shout out to my homies at Ambient Force. Um, They create these really awesome uplights for events, and uh, they gave me seven of them. Uh, to do some trial runs on and uh, to kind of give some feedback on, kind of like a beta program. Um, And I've been looking for ways to make the Ballyhoo show more exciting. Um, And uh, so now we have these geysers um, by Chauvet DJ. Like they they blast this fog up into the air and it's like uh, really fast and like nice thick plume. It's got these cool colors. Um, But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me. Uh, So... I hit my buddy James, and uh, he and his wife and his, his dad, they have this company, um, Ambient Force, and they sent me out some lights, and I've used them on a few shows now, and I gotta tell you, man, they're really rad. They, uh, I don't know, just just having a few of them in my house, I was doing like a test, like you can set it to, to strobe to the audio, like so I just had songs from our record playing on our Echo, and the lights were flashing and changing colors, and you have, you have full control over what colors you want to go, what colors you want to flash, and um, like what type of effect you want. There's like a candle flicker kind of thing. There's um, there's just kind of like a fade dissolve kind of thing where they fade or dissolve into other colors, or you can leave it as one color or, or whatever. You can set the the beat. So like every four beats, it would it would change. You know, blue. Two, three, purple, you know, you get it. Uh, but anyway, so we set up all seven of these on the stage. I, I, you can set them into groups. I had three three lights grouped up in the back for the back line behind the drums and behind the uh, behind the guitars. Um, and so those are kind of flashing up on the wall and change the color there. And then I set four more of them up on the drum riser facing the crowd with a low intensity because they can get super bright. You don't want to blind out your crowd. So really cool like low intensity and they're just like changing colors throughout the set 
And I don't know, man, it just, it just looks really neat. Um, it's just one more thing to add to the show, and I want to thank Ambient Force for doing that. Um, if you would like to get in touch, go to ambientforce.com and uh, hit them up for your event. They do, um, they're really big at weddings. They do like a, a lot of weddings. So um, that's probably one of the big things. But um, bands, they're looking to hook up with other bands as well. Um, and you can talk to them about uh, packages. So thank you to Ambient Force. Uh, also want to give a big shout out to uh, Customized Grinder and Primal Marketing out there in California. Um, they really took care of us this summer on the Good Vibrations Tour. Uh, Shane and his wife Dina um, great awesome people um, they did a lot of our printing they did they printed all the uh, the posters our tour laminates um, all the flyers that we made for street teamers um, our, our grinders our glass blunts I mean they just they do everything I've got them working on flags and our, our new uh, stage banner um, I mean it's just they're full service there, and the turnaround times are really amazing. Um, I just want to say thank you to them. Uh, if you're looking for some really rad products for your merch table, or things for your stage, or print materials to, to get the word out, um, you got to hit them up. They're on Instagram, at Customized Grinder. Um, yeah, talk to Shane and uh, his wife, Dina, and just get it going, because it, it, you're, you're missing out. And their prices are really good, too, I should say. Okay, uh, so the new record, Detonate, Ballyhoo, the new Ballyhoo record. Finally, it is coming out September 28th. We are so fucking stoked. We announced it last weekend. Uh, you can pre-order next Friday, August 31st. Um, you're going to get three songs when you pre-order. Detonate, which is the title track. Okay. We figured we might as well give you the, the title track because the record's called Detonate, and so why not? And then the other two is Maryland Summer and I Don't Want to Go. And some of you may have those already from the, from the previous release, um, but uh, we, we didn't want to give away too much. There's 11 tracks on the record. Uh, we wanted to make sure you had enough new songs to listen to uh, when you got the record. So and it's only, it's less than six weeks away. So I feel like you can wait and it, it'll be worth the wait, I promise. Um, but yeah, so three tracks instantly when you pre-order next Friday, August 31st. The album is going to be $7.99, dude. We were like, fuck it. Let's make it eight bucks. Super simple. Maybe they'll gift it for their friends. You know, I just, I just want to like, I don't know, man. I want people to hear this music. I want people to see this band. The artwork is sick. Sean Logan, um, I'm just super stoked about everything. The art, the production, uh, Mike Stevie, uh, he engineered Pineapple Grenade and, and Daydreams years ago for us. And we knew these songs were going to be heavy and we wanted to go back to and kind of tap that sound again and kind of make those records sound alike in a way. Um, so he did a great job and he also mixed and mastered. It just it just sounds great. It, it looks great. And... Uh, I mean, the record is barely 40 minutes long, so you're going to want to play this thing over and over again. At least I hope so. Um, can you tell I'm excited? Can you just can you hear it in my voice? I'm very stoked to finally be uh, able to tell all this information I've been holding on to for fucking months. People ask me all the time, like, what's going on with the record? What's going on with the music? And I'm like, I can't talk about it. I can't. So now we can, and uh, we're very stoked. Uh, the reception has been fucking tremendous everybody seems to really be uh, loving the artwork and uh, we're starting to upload samples uh, of the songs 
and uh, I'm gonna be doing little acoustic clips and stuff for Instagram and all that so I don't know it's just it's the hype machines cranking up again I'm really stoked it's just a good time right now uh, to be alive and uh, <laughs> so um, I've decided that I'm gonna be doing a track by track a lot of people are interested I've, I've found in uh, they're interested in the information like how to how the song how the song comes about and uh, sort of the, the stories behind all that and um, when I started thinking about some of these songs and you know some of these songs were written several years ago some were written just last year but you know so it might be kind of cool for you to, to hear uh, how it all went down um, so today uh, we're going to talk about Detonate the song Detonate I figured you know the record's called Detonate let's uh let's kick it off with the title track so um i'm not gonna go in the track order that'll be boring you know i'm gonna mix it up so uh today i'll be talking about the song detonate how it came together and uh what to expect you know all right let's get it going all right so uh detonate um Okay, well, it was the, uh, it's the third track on the record, um, and uh, I think when putting together a track list, for me, it's like, um, you kind of like to have a, uh, sort of like a roller coaster of emotion um, from front to back, and um, we try to take the songs that, you know, feel a certain way. And put them into an order that kind of takes the listener on a ride. Um, and the third or fourth spot on a track list for me is usually like, I think of it as like cleanup, um, like in baseball. You load the bases, you know, and then uh, come through with like a with a big home run, you know, every every few songs um, in a way. Um, and then maybe there's kind of a dip you know, emotionally uh, a little more sad or somber or something like that. And then it kind of spikes back up and then you have your big finish. Um, so that's kind of like how I've always approached putting together a track list. Um, and Detonate is that song for me. Uh, it's just this big kind of like, I don't know, pop punk rock song with... Um, with this post-hardcore metal breakdown <laughs> in the middle and at the end. Um, and uh, I was, I actually wrote the song in 2013. Um, and I had wanted to record it for whatever the next album was going to be. Um, and at that point, we had just released uh, Pineapple Grenade. So that was our fifth record. And... Uh, I had no real idea um, of like a direction for what what the next record was going to sound like, and it and it it ended up being Girls, which is you know it just doesn't fit at that point. Um, so we just put it on the back burner and uh, hoping there would be another time that we could we could put it out. Um, <clears throat> so I remember. Uh, yeah, I guess it was 2013. Um, 
I just had a small setup, just um, a, a little interface that I could just kind of throw demos down on and um, built this beat um, with like, you know, program the drums. And <clears throat> that's how I do a lot of my demos. Like I'll, I'll uh, program some drums out, just kind of get the feel that, I, that I'd like to hear. Um, and then uh, just start layering guitars and bass and, and any kind of like vocal ideas I have over top of that. Um, and sort of get, get the song structured um, and uh, I just really the, the, the chord progression is what drove me as far as like the melody and what the song was going to be about um, it's just so emotional to me um, especially when you hear it now um, I've heard it a million times but when, when you get to hear it like it's just the song just fucking rips. It just kicks and drives the whole way through. Um, when it gets to that, <clears throat> like that half, uh, oh, I'm sorry, cut time, cut time sort of like pop punk chorus um, and the cymbals are, cymbals are crashing everywhere and, and the guitars are just ripping. There's just this feeling, this emotion that just comes out of it and just I feel it in my fucking chest and like on the back of my neck and like the hairs of my arm stand up and like and then the guitar solo came in and it's a very simple guitar solo and I'm not a shredder I just I just kind of like serve the song and do I have a more melodic approach uh when I do guitar solos almost like a like another vocal in a way um <clears throat> and the guitar solo is just it was the same thing. It was just another thing, just making the fucking hair on the back of my neck stand up. And it's just, that's, that's when I knew I was like, all right, this is, this is a fucking banger. Like this is going to be a great song. And, and I think the, our, our fans are really going to enjoy it. Um, and then it comes down to like, once the music is there, it's like, okay, now what the fuck am I going to say? It has to be right. So, I will obsess over the lyrics for months and sometimes years. Um, there have been songs where I I have music, the song is fully structured, nothing is going to change, but I have I have no lyrics. Sometimes not not even a melody, um, because I I tend to overthink things, which is one of my one of my faults. I understand that uh, self awareness, everybody. Um, and I'm working on it, but um, I don't know. When it comes to this, like when people come to me at the merge table at the shows and they show me a tattoo of my lyrics on them, um, it first off, it's it's amazing. I can't even believe that someone would do that. Uh, it's like ultimate, you know. Um, but they felt the lyrics an, enough to to want to put that on their body forever and so when I write lyrics um I guess I want them all to be tattooable <laughs> uh you know what I mean like I I want I want them to be um like be iconic and I'm not saying that everything I've written is like 
just totally the shit. I mean, there's definitely a few throwaways here and there, but maybe it sounded good at the time or it sounded good in the song when it was done. Um, you know, I definitely have like less favorite lyrics, I guess. I can't think of any right now, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I want, I want the lyrics to match, like the quality to match the quality of the music. Um, and that's how my crazy mind works. Um, so when the, when the music was done, uh, I started kind of thinking about melodies and things and this one came pretty quickly. Sometimes they just, they just, they just come. And, uh, then it's like, okay, now what, what words do I put to this? What words? And then, um, just started thinking about how I'm going to die someday. We're all going to die someday. And, um, rather than sit around and just kind of be a drone or like a lemming, you know, like, and go to, go to work for somebody and, you know, be stuck in a cubicle or, or be stuck doing fucking tech support. Um, uh, if you know me, I'm kind of a geek. So like, I love fixing people's like computers and shit like that. I can't fix a computer, like the hardware, but I'm really good at like the software stuff, like figuring things out, <laughs> like troubleshooting. So, um, yeah, uh, but I, I don't want to do that job. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to answer to someone else. Um, and so I'm super stoked that I, that I knew what I wanted to do from an early age. I'm, I'm talking like six years old, probably. Um, because my dad took me to see Rat and Poison and Tesla and Def Leppard um, and all these like 80s metal bands back in the late 80s when I was just a kid. And I remember thinking how fucking rad it was, you know, to see uh, Brett Michaels being like, what was he, like 21 years old or something, humping the stage while Ricky Rockets like doing this like drum solo and like there's fucking fog and lights and just strobe it it's just amazing um i remember like wanting like i want to do that i want to do that and, and i i never i still haven't done that but uh <laughs> that part of it um but so yeah i knew from an early age what i wanted to do and and uh i finally started the band with my brother donald the drummer in um when i was 14 and uh i haven't looked back you know and I'm so thankful that all these years later, I've stuck to my guns and we're still doing this, you know? Um, we, I was able to build a career off of a passion that I had, um, off of an idea, something that was, you know, the less traveled path. I've lost girlfriends over this, you know? Um, I've had people, you know, say, oh, that's what you're going to do? Like, well, what are you going to do for real? You know, that kind of thing. And I always hated that shit. I was always like, man, fuck you, dude. I'm doing this shit. This is what I want to do with my life. Like, I, I want to, I'm, I'm a creative type of person. Like, I, I want, I like to make things, you know, and, and present them, I guess. And I don't know, maybe it's a form of narcissism. Um, but it, I just, I just, I knew that I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to do any of that shit. Um, and so 
I'm kind of using this song to tell that story in a way um, that maybe uh, like just fires people up to maybe if they hate their their job or they hate their life or whatever it is, um, they can change it. You know, let them know that they can change it. You can change your life. You can you can do anything. You don't have to work where you're working forever. You don't. You just fucking don't. And and for me to be able to, I don't know, inspire. That's that's what I want. I just want to inspire. Make yourself happy when you're 80 years old. Don't you want to look back and say, dude, I made fucking moves. I did what I wanted to do. And fuck everybody. Obviously, you know, don't be an asshole. You know, I'm not saying being an asshole. I'm just saying that, like, when it comes to, to you, this is your life. You know, this is, this is my life. I don't want someone else to come in and dictate how I live it and sort of put me in this fucking box. Like, I never, I always hated the, the, the little sandbox that you're supposed to live in. Like, I'm supposed to go to school and get a job and then go to college and, and then get a real job and, you know, um, <clears throat> do marriage and all that stuff. I was never a fan of any of that stuff. Like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to do my art and, um, and live off of that, make my own rules. And, and so, um, that's where this song comes from. Um, there's a line in it. Uh, there's a line in it that says, uh, "I know some people that um, say, save save up for a day that never comes." Um, to me, that was like, I'm a fan of spending my money. Like I, you know, I'm I'm not fucking rich or anything like that. Not even close. But um, it's like, <clears throat> don't you want to be happy? Like, I feel like, yes, you, yeah, obviously, yes. Save money, be responsible. You know what I mean? Be, be responsible. And don't go out and buy a bunch of shit, of course. But like, I'm a fan of like, just, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to rent this movie, movie on iTunes. You know, it can be as small as that. Or, you know, even though it's $6, you know, or like, Yes, you know what? I, uh, I I really, really would like to have that guitar, you know? Um, it's just like, we're all going to fucking die someday. I don't know. It's like, it's weird to think about, I guess. Maybe this is awful advice. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> don't, don't do as I do. I don't know. But um, for me, it works for me. It works for me. I, I just like the idea of um, not being uh, locked down, um, by, I don't know, some shit job or some shit boss. <laughs> um, I don't know, free spirit, I guess, is what I am. Um, I'm like the laziest free spirit, though. I don't get out very much. Um, I'm always in my house. I like to create. I don't know, I'm always in my studio. I just like to be here and do that. Um, but, uh... So yeah, I just I just feel like, you know, get out there and live your life and and detonate is kind of like the it's symbolic for just meaning like set your passion on fire, like set like ex explode, like just be who you want to be and and set a goal for yourself. You know, whatever that is, small, big, whatever, 
and just go get it. Put yourself on the path. Align yourself, whether it's, you know, <clears throat> with the right people or, or whatever it is, like, and just get on a path and go and, and make that shit happen. Get what you fucking want. And that's what this song is about. Um, I actually, I changed the first line. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't think I can remember what the first line was when I first wrote the song, but my, my dad passed away in December 2016. And uh, after that, um, when I decided I was going to write again, it took me about eight months to, uh, to really get back to writing. So roughly August of 2017. Um, that's when I got back to it. Uh, so I had decided uh, that I was going to incorporate a couple lines about him. Um, and the, the first two lines are, uh, I think my father just gave up, but he never even gave it a real chance. And he, my dad was a good guy. He was, he was, he had a great heart. Um, he was, he was simple. He was just, he, you know, he didn't need things and, you know, I, I, I don't know. He, he just kind of was like his own man and he just kind of stayed at home and didn't really do anything. And, <clears throat> but he would always help if he could, you know, it, if he could help monetarily, he, you know, he would, if I ever, you know, needed money for bills or something, you know, like he would, he would help out. Um, he was always supportive and giving, giving my brother and I, my brothers and I, I should say, I have two brothers, um, uh, musical equipment. He, he, like, he was the one, he was the one that started this whole thing off. Um, and that's why a lot of the songs in the record are, are about him, you know, just him and my mom, a lot of the songs and it's just kind of, I'm just, I guess I'm just getting all this shit off my chest. Um, but like, <clears throat> Yeah, he uh, he kind of kicked all this off, and he's, he was always our biggest fan, um, and I loved him for it. Uh, but sometimes, you know, he I would I would have to call him out on things, you know, because like, what are you doing, man? Like, come on, get your shit together. That 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 kind of thing. We had that kind of relationship. He, um, we respected each other, but we would call each other out when when needed, you know. Um, and uh, I felt like he he did give up, and kind of the way the way he went out, um, it was just like, uh, uh, th is this what you want? Like this this is this is how you're gonna live your life, kind of thing. He didn't really take care of himself, you know. That's um, and it just made me like so angry at times, you know. So I wanted him. I want him to be here to see his grandkids, you know, things like that. And when they, as they grow up, and um, I mean, now that's done. But it's just uh, that's where those lyrics come from. It's like I think my father just gave up, but he never gave it a real chance. It's like I felt like he was always going through some shit, always like trying to dig himself out of a financial hole or, or you know, whatever. And and he didn't really apply himself the way he should have. Um, it's like he was 20 and never stopped being 20. Cause when I was 20, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was, I, I didn't even care about paying my bills. I was getting evicted and, you know, had this awful relationship that I was in and it was just going fucking nowhere. Um, 
and so that's kind of how I feel about that, you know. Um, so he he made his way into his, into the lyrics there, um, and I wish he was here for me to sing this song to him now. You know, it's just get your shit together, do what you want to do, make your life happen. You know. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah. Now here we are. Uh, we went to. Um, Mike Stevie down in Florida and uh, recorded the song, and uh, Donald just slammed on the drums like he's got these killer, killer parts during the breakdowns. Um, I think we did a few takes of the song, and then you, you know, that's how you do it. You do a few takes, you pick the best one, you make some corrections if you need to, things things like that. Um, and uh, he just killed it, man. The, the drums sound ridiculous, and then and then Nick comes along and just. Uh, the bass is just grinding, you know, during the whole song. The, the guitars are, like I said, they're just ripping. And uh, <clears throat> and the vocals, you know, I came home and uh, started doing the vocals here probably, you know, in like February or something like that. And uh, just sat here and belt, belted them out. I mean, it's, it's kind of a hard song to sing. If I'm being honest, um, it's kind of up there and it's very powerful. Like you have to really force the air out. And, uh, I remember tracking it and like seeing stars. <laughs> um, but I'm super stoked how it turned out. It's just, I think it's just going to be a great song for the catalog. And I think all of you are, are going to love it. I really do. Um, the, the, the record is a, is a return to that kind of daydream sound. Um, and I know that some of you are really missing that. The girls' record, um, it was. I don't want to get. I don't want this to get twisted. The girls' record is, to me, is a great album. I, I'm very proud of it. I think it turned out really well. Went to Sonic Ranch Studios in, uh, in uh, Tornillo, Texas, outside of El Paso, and just lived there for two weeks. And banged out that record, and it was just—I don't know—it's the gear we got to use, the the, the producer we used, Paul Leary, um, the engineer Jerry. I mean, everything was great. I I love how it turned out, and <clears throat> some of these songs that I had, that I had written that ended up making it onto this this album, Detonate. Um, I had in the running for that record, but then once I started getting into it, I was like, well, these songs just aren't going to fit. So then I had to write a few more that were going to fit with, with that record, you know. Um, yeah, I just didn't want it to be lopsided and, and weird, you know. Like, why the fuck did they, did they do that, you know. Um, so to me, the girls' record is it's a fun, kind of a party record. Um, I, we, we had a fan come up to us one time and say, oh, there's just no heart in that record. Like, what did you guys do? Why did you do that? And I am the understanding type, but... I mean, I guess like anyone else, I don't like feeling attacked. <laughs> but um, so I kind of want to say, hey, dude, fuck you. But that's, you know, that's your knee-jerk reaction. You think about it. You're like, all right, look, man, no, I get it. You don't, you're not a big fan of it. That's fine, you know. Uh, you you want the heavy shit. Well, now you're going to get some heavy shit, all right? Shut the fuck up. You're going to get, get some heavy shit. Um, <clears throat> on that note, um. I never force anything for a record. There's, there's never a sound. 
um, that's like, all right, we got to fit this sound. It's got to sound like this. It has to be this way. It's not how it goes. You just you start writing, and you know when you get like twenty songs, and you're picking the best ones out of those twenty or whatever it is, you go, oh, well, I guess this is going to be a rock record now, you know, um, or I guess this is going to be a pop reggae record, you know, whatever. Um, for Detonate in particular, the record as a whole, um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't get to, um, I didn't really write anything after he died uh, for about eight months, and the first song that I that I wrote once I got back into it was um, I don't want to go, and I guess I had sort of this aggressive approach. Um, at that time and you know obviously a lot of my mind I was still kind of reeling even eight months later um and uh <clears throat> that was kind of like ah well fuck everything kind of a moment you know so I wrote that song and I listened to it like a hundred times that night and I was like you know what yes right right here this is the fucking direction this is where we're going um and I went back to my demo folder and I was like, detonate. There it is right there. That is going on this record. Absolutely. This is the moment. Um, and I'm just really excited to finally get it out um, and let you all hear it. We, uh, the original demo had this kind of like in, in, the, in the verses, um, had, they were kind of like a mid, mid-tempo kind of a rock thing kind of like an, like an old Green Day song, maybe. Um, but <clears throat> between that and the chorus, and the pre-chorus even, pre-chorus really kind of ramps things up, um, which you'll hear. But um, And then the chorus really comes down and just fucking slams. Like, you're like in it. It's like you're in like a fucking pool of like emotion and tone. Like, I don't know, <laughs> in, the, in the tone zone. Um, at that point. So the, the verses to me, they weren't hitting like everything else was. was like, man, something is weird here. Like we'd go, go from the chorus back into the second verse or something. And like, I just felt like it just dragging, you know, it's the same tempo. It's just dragging. Something wasn't right. So I had this idea. I said, Donald, you should play a, play a skate punk beat here. Just fucking, double time it make it fast as fuck and uh everyone's kind of like all right you know because I, I like to try everything when i when i produce bands or i'm producing our stuff like we're in the studio i like to just try things and see what happens and uh <clears throat> ran through it a couple times and man it made a big difference it really took the song to another level it was just like okay here's the energy the energy is all up here now it never dips it never like you never feel like it just fucking rips the whole time. Um, and you don't want it to fucking stop. That, that, it's like that made it, that completed the song for me in my eyes. Um, so I, I just can't wait for you to hear the song. I can't wait for you to hear the record. Um, I hope it inspires you. Um, I hope it moves you. I hope it makes you want to do good things, positive things with your life. Is that too much to ask? I just want to make you happy, people. That's all I want to do. It's what I live for. I love bringing people together, and uh, 
I think this record's really gonna do it, man. I love you all. All right, all right, all right. You heard it. Thank you so much for uh, for listening to this episode. Um, so we're gonna continue this uh, this track by track series for the Detonate record. Um, I don't know what song I'm gonna talk about next. I'll figure it out when I get there, I guess. Um, so uh, stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you uh, rate and review. Um, keep us up in the uh, in the search results there for when people are looking for cool podcasts. Um, if you'd like to help support the podcast, just go to talesfromthegreenroom.com and hit the hit the link. Support the podcast, and uh, you know just every little bit helps. Like I said, just just helps me keep this thing going and and getting you uh, good quality content. I can't wait to find out what what the next song is going to be about, huh? Make sure you pre-order the new record next Friday, August 31st. Detonate, coming out on Right Coast Records, September 28th. The whole entire fucking band is excited for you to hear it. Um, See you soon.